When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jill, for holding on during the break, we're going to get your question before we get to the top two in hour two. You have a happy hour question, Jill. You're live on the air. What can we help you with? I do. I am having a happy hour on Wednesday. There's three of us. One person lives in Hudson, Wisconsin. Okay. I I live in Minneapolis. Okay. And the third person lives in Eden Prairie. (laughs) Okay. How about that? And the and the likely, I mean, I keep thinking downtown Minneapolis, but I really want to avoid downtown because of parking. Okay. Yeah, St. Paul. I think St. Paul is your happy medium, wouldn't you say? Yeah, potentially Answer? like, uh, well, Pajarito on West 7th Street yep. in St. Paul oh. has a good happy hour from 4 to 6. You get $5 uh, Modelo, Negro Modelos, house cocktails are discounted. Um, just kind of going through Brun- my. Little- I would say Brunson's Pub. Oh yes, Brunson's Pub is a great, especially for three people. I wouldn't recommend Brunson's for a big group, but for three people, they have these amazing wings. They have a great. It's a it's a neighborhood bar that it's going to have families. It's going to have you know workers off from work. It's going to have a happy hour crowd. Yep. It's- I love Brunson's. If you get lucky, Where's well, Brunson's? Brunson's is on. Uh, it's, it's on in, Payne. It's on Payne Avenue Saint in St. Paul. So it's okay. it's close enough to the highway to the highway so that your Hudson friend can come in. Actually, both Perfect. highways. So yeah, I think I love that one. That's my personal favorite. Um, Another one to think about would be uh, Red Rabbit on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Right, it's big too. Yeah. Oh. They've got Perfect. a good happy oh. hour. I just um, was there, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they have pizza on happy hour. They've got oysters. They've got drink specials, some special cocktails that are just offered at happy hour. And that's a good one. A big happy hour that people are obsessed with, but it's kind of a lot of the younger folks, is Nolo's Kitchen and Bar. Um, they've got a $9 espresso martini, a $5 draft beer, They've got specials and they do these uh, throwback wine shots for two bucks. Uh, the North Loop is crazy about that place. Yeah, it's very oh, instant. And Nolo's in North Loop, you said? Correct. Yep. Okay. So parking can be an issue, but there mm-hmm. is parking okay. in the North Loop. You just got to find it. Um, yeah. Oh, these are great. Yeah. All right. I think I've given you enough to kind of chew or through. Lolo, Lolo in St. Paul th- or in, in Stillwater. I'll throw that in there if you guys are willing to go to Stillwater. Lolo is amazing. 
Okay, cool. Thank okay, you. Yeah, very enjoy. Much. Happy hours are back, too, I think it's safe to say. I think humanity is back. Let's say yeah, it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all right, with that, we're going to go to the top two in hour two. Okay. Give him the old one, one, two, one, two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents one, two, one, two. Top Two, Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In hour two. All right, give me two, William. All right, so the Top Two in hour two is where we tell you two things that we're obsessed with. Um, one other thought on the happy hour situation would be book club, which is a sponsor of the Lori and Julia book club, but they also have a good happy hour fun. In a giant parking lot. Yes. So you got that going for you. Okay. So Alex, we will start with two. What is something you are obsessed with this week? So actually it's a good segue because we're talking about getting back out there and, and being with humanity again. I have been needing to leave my house to work. I am having construction on my house. And I just need to see people, right? Yeah. As a freelancer for all these years, you really start missing people. humanity. And um, which is something I never thought I would say before COVID. So I've been going to a lot of coffee shops yes. to work. And I love Five Watt. Five Watt is usually my go-to. The one in Minneapolis on um, Hennepin and when Hennepin becomes from Larpenter, it becomes Hennepin. Yeah. Yes. Over like near 280-ish. Exactly. So that's usually my favorite. That's my go-to. But lately... On Carlton. Is it on Carlton? Is that that external street? I no, don't think it's so. it's not. No, yeah. no. Okay. And, um, but, oh, I know what you're thinking, but I think that's Dogwood. Yeah, yeah. I, exactly. Which I also love. But, uh, so Five Watt is usually my my favorite go-to, but the fun thing about Five Watt is they're also in Keg and Case. So if you go to Keg and Case, now you can hang out at, at the any space you want, wherever you're comfortable, get your five watt coffee, and then sort of throughout the day, have a Bogart donut. Yeah, they still yeah, they're still there. Have a mushroom. I don't know. There's lots of things over in Keg and Case that I you love can, it. And then their outside is amazing in the summer. It's funny that you mentioned this like getting out again, because I'm kind of feeling the same yeah. way. And I have been out, but there's this feeling of being more intentional about it. Because I used to just go out and be out all the time. And now I'm like, oh, I, I'm going to go out and do this thing. Right. So I was I had a met a friend for coffee in South Minneapolis and we met at Turtle Bread. And it's been a long time since I've been in Turtle Bread. And right away, I noticed that they have this giant freezer. And in the freezer right by the cash register is bread um, dough for bread, pizza dough balls they have pizza take and bakes that are just the crust that are already all flattened out, ready to go frozen. So all you have to do is put toppings on. Wow. They had frozen scones that you can bake off. Mm-hmm. Like I was just really impressed with this huge section of like grab and go things that would be really easy for families. Very cool. Do they still have all their breads on tables? They do. For some reason, that is, I'm a sucker for that. Yeah, it's kind of Parisian, actually. It's very Parisian. Their cookies are out. They have all the breads. They also have tons of soups there by the court, which also I'm a, as you know, soup person. So soup, I just like, oh, I forgot that they have all this goodness right here that you can just grab and go and finish up at home. I want to say that's what I usually get when I eat there is their soup. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they do have good soups. Um, so that was uh, Turtle Bread is just somewhere I rediscovered and I'm forcing myself to kind of go out and about and rediscover things that it's been a while. Iconic. Iconic. OK, so yes. what's your next one? So I do feel like every time I come on the show, I talk about my recent trip to California and, and I'm sure people are sick of hearing it. It's OK, but I it, talked about it, too. Yeah. So apparently you and I were in Palm Springs at the same time. We didn't know it. 
did you go and get Dole ice cream? No. Okay. So there's a place there that sells, that's famous for selling Dole ice cream. And I don't know where, other than the fair, you can find Dole ice cream, the pineapple Dole ice cream. At uh, Disney World. <laughs> okay. Also more challenging to find than at the fair. <laughs> yes. But on a daily basis, you can go there and they do uh, a Dole ice cream. Um, I, I don't think they call it a smoothie. but A whip. They, well, they, they put the, the Dole ice cream whip in a cup and then they also put, they pour uh, pineapple juice in there and it, you get your little umbrella. It's, Yum. it's to die for and I really, really want one here. Please and thank you. I kind of like, it sounds like a, like Orange Julius still does it for me. The idea, do they still have orange they juice? They do occasionally, yeah. And they're really? a lot of times attached to Dairy Queens, but the orange juice with the vanilla cream. And then it's all blended together. It's and all kind powder. Of a, it's all powder. And yeah. Orange Julius is, is just it? all powder. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. But I, I used to like work it. at I used to work at Fanny Farmer next to Orange Julius in in Ridgedale, <laughs> in my youth. And that's yeah, we found that out. It's all a bunch of powder, which is what makes it that foamy because it has egg dehydrated yeah, egg whites in it. Oh, yum. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. All right. Something else that I had this week, and I did just talk about their happy hour, but that's why coincidentally I went to Red Rabbit for happy hour this week. And I have never had their pizza rolls. And someone ordered on the happy hour menu these pizza rolls. I was like, pizza rolls? Because right away I'm like, Totino's. That was my four o'clock meal as a teenager. Absolutely. Um, but they're, they take the bread scrap or the dough scraps from the pizzas and they roll them up. And they're kind of like a Cinnabon, but with mozzarella cheese. So, like, imagine this dough scrap rolled into, like, a little mini cinnamon roll, but it's got cheese and garlic and butter. Not cinnamon. No. And it's in a cast iron skillet, a little one. And then they serve it with the side of the pizza sauce, the marinara. Okay. So, you get this, like, little roll that you can kind of unravel, and Mm. there's crispy cheese bits from the bottom. I love interactive eating. Yeah. And then you kind of dip into your marinara. Very delicious. Pizza rolls at Red Rabbit. I was very impressed. I was like, oh, where have these been my whole life? Yum. Have you had their sticky toffee cake? Yes. Ugh. Long time ago, but yes. Dream, dreams. Dreams. And, and dreams their homemade sausage. The- they make like, yeah. I think, one of the best homemade sausages. Yeah. So, All right, you guys. I know it doesn't look like it outside if I'm just going to pay an homage to Smarch while she's gone today. The weather report is... Yuck. Stay at home. <laughs> just or stay in bed or go out and enjoy yourself at a brewery and play games. But oh, it's, that the weather is just like you practically need a winter coat. I have my winter coat. I had to dig it out. Yeah. Come to the Mill City Museum and see me because why not? You can take a tour and enjoy it. I'll be there from one to three today. But yeah, the weather report is a little grim. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about asparagus season because believe it or not, someday it's coming when mm-hmm. we come back. When people think about personal trainers, they sometimes picture this guy. You know something, Jessica? When I'm done with you, you're going to have the largest arms this side of the continent. I don't want that. But when you join the YMCA, you'll get a free fitness assessment from a real certified personal trainer. So you can set realistic goals, learn what to do, and what not to do. I am your doctor, yeah. And the only thing I prescribe is pain. That's what not to do. And he's not a doctor. Learn more at ymcanorth.org. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. Stephanie March is off today. I'm Stephanie Hansen with Stephanie's Dish. I'm here with Alex Laudner. She is a local foodie, local writer, 
And I want to just talk about, I, I don't want to bum out on the weather because it's just a bummer. I'm not going to lie for everyone, for literally everyone. Kurt woke up uh, two days ago. He was maple syruping up in Ely. And oh, he, my gosh. He's like, well, there's a foot <laughs> of snow that just fell. <laughs> I was like, ah, and my garden's up there. So I right. have all my seeds planted, like ready to go. You know, the first week of May is usually when you can plant things, but right. obviously it's going to be a little bit later and certainly up there. Right. But it is asparagus season. Now, is it not here because of the weather, but it will be sooner or later. Those little sprinkles are going to come out of the ground. And it is um, in California. The asparagus are up and yeah. artichoke season. Yes. In California. Yeah. And there's a lot. I did have some great artichokes when I was in California, too. Mm-hmm. So. On um, the Jason show, I did a bunch of asparagus things. One of the things about asparagus, talking about like reusing and using food scraps, you can like snap off the woody ends, right? Mm -hmm. And literally you just snap them and wherever they snap is where it's supposed to snap. So then you have this pile of these ends. Well, I freeze them. And by the time I'm at like my third or fourth batch of ends, I've now got like a pretty good Ziploc bag full of these ends. So what I do is I toss them in olive oil, salt and pepper, put them on a baking sheet, and I roast them with a garlic that I've cut in half and put a little olive oil and wrap it up in foil. Mm -hmm. I also uh, put an onion on there if I have one. I just like, right? Then I roast, and I roast for about 20 minutes at 400, pull them out, toss Check the garlic, make sure that's still happening. Put it back in for another 20 minutes. Ooh, that's a long time. Now you pull these out and the, the and I start at frozen. So the oh, asparagus really? at this wow. point is really um, cooked down, but still tender. It is got moisture inside it. It's not like super dried up. Okay. And then I take and I squeeze the bulb of garlic onto this same tray and I get the onions, make sure those are all ready to go. I put this entire situation in my Vitamix blender and I blend it. Did not see that coming. And I add a little bit of yogurt, a little bit of lemon juice, more salt and pepper to taste. And it's soup. It's soup. And I it's delicious soup. I was imagining dressing. No. Soup. Cold soup or hot soup. Doesn't matter. Tastes great either way. Why? Why not do that right away? Like, why are you freezing them? I just do it because I like buy, I have two people in my house. We eat a pound or excuse me, we eat about a pound of asparagus at a sitting. Okay. One pound of ends really isn't enough to make anything substantial. I understand. Okay. So if you have like three pounds or four pounds of ends, you're going to get about four to six cups of soup. So it's not, it's not that frozen ends are better for this. You could do them if you had a big party and you had a bunch of pounds. You could do it right then and there. You could do it right there and then. Okay. Yep. I do think that the roasting is important Versus just using them not roasted because I think it concentrates the flavor. No, it's just that they're, I mean, asparagus is kind of a grassy, fresh, herby taste. Yeah. But it's not much more than that. Like, they're not the most flavorful thing. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, so I did asparagus and soup on Jason's show. He was laughing. He was like, only you would be making soup from the ends of something we're throwing away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but also if you have super fresh asparagus, you can shave it with a vegetable shaver and you have a shaved salad. Yes. And you can just toss that with like a mustard, a vinaigrette, uh, olive oil, salt and pepper, and then you shave Parmesan cheese. Okay. 
And that also is a really nice, fresh take on it. Shaved salads are underrated, you guys. So raw asparagus. Raw asparagus. Yep. Okay. Raw beets. Yes. Raw radishes. I love shaved salads. I love shaved Brussels sprouts. Yes. Mm -hmm. Shaved fennel. There's a lot of things you can shave and get a good salad out of it. I'm terrified of the whole... The vegetable of, peeler or the, the mandolin? The mandolin, especially. I'm I don't just, use I a mandolin like for that very reason. I take my finger off. 100%. I don't know. I, I, it's totally my own psychosis, but I'm glad to know I'm not alone. Oh, it's completely realistic. What yeah, are you talking about? Because I I've use vegetable se- peelers. I've owned several in my lifetime and then decide, no, I'm never going to use this. Throw it out. A couple of years later, Try forget. <laughs> like having children, I forget and I buy another one. And no, I will never, ever. I'm just, it's not worth it. That's funny. Yeah, I'm not big on mandolins either. No. I always go for the vegetable peeler. I can't watch anybody using them on TV, on cook shows. Because it freaks you out. out. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, That's here's another in the top, easy, in the 10 easy asparagus thing. You take your parchment paper. You lay it down. You take a puff pastry sheet. You lay that down. You roll it out just a little bit to make like a nice rectangle. Okay. Then you dock it in the middle. Okay. You have to put the little holes Mm -hmm. so that when it bakes, it doesn't just immediately puff up. And then you draw like a picture frame with a paring knife. You don't go all the way through to the bottom of the pastry. You just draw like a picture frame. You with me? Yes. Okay, so you've got your puff pastry, you've made your picture frame with your paring knife, and you're not going all the way through to the bottom, but you're scoring it. Correct. You've docked it in the middle, dock, 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 dock with your fork. Yes. Now you can put like pesto Mm -hmm. on the inside, and then you put your asparagus spears that you've tossed in olive oil, and you lay those down. You can make it all pretty like they do on Instagram. Right. This sounds like a Zoe Francois. No, situation. It's totally easy. You have your salt, you have your pepper. You can then throw Parmesan cheese on the top. You can not throw cheese, whatever. It depends on what you're eating. Mm -hmm. You can have like little um, shavings of prosciutto if you want. But basically, you then bake the whole thing at 400. Wait, are you wrapping it then? No. No, you bake it like that. So it's And it becomes this flat, square, rectangular tart. Why the scoring of the picture frame? Because it allows the outside edge to puff up, but the inside to stay flatter. So it gives you that dimension. Aren't you clever? The scoring is what, like you're separating it out and making the frame, which is then the outside crust. I bet that's beautiful. It is beautiful. And it's easy. And all these recipes are at stephaniesdish.com. I'm just showing Alex what it looks like. Oh, that is gorgeous. That's exactly what I was picturing. That's beautiful. You could put like maybe ricotta on the bottom. You could. And what Stephanie March likes to do is fry an egg and chili crisp and put it on top. Mm-hmm. So that's really lovely. It's a perfect spring meal. Very I easy. You were going to say she likes to barbecue a rump roast and throw that on top. <laughs> she might like a rump roast. I don't know. Um, asparagus wrap prosciutto is a good one, too. Yes, of course. You Classic. just wrap the spears in prosciutto and you roast those. That's a good low carb thing. Oh, yeah. Asparagus yeah. wrap prosciutto. I've been doing, I've been doing literally take a piece of uh, a pickle spear yes. and wrap it in something. And uh, that's that's a great little snack. That's, snacks, e- snacking is easy and low carb. Yes. Get a cheese stick and a hard boiled egg. And, and you just wrap everything yeah. in cheese. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. I think, let's see what else. Oh, a frittata. You can make a frittata. That's easy. So all these recipes are at stephaniesdish.com. When we come back, we've got more great weekly dish when we come back. Welcome back to the weekly dish. 
I'm Stephanie Hansen. I'm here with Alex Laudner. Hello. Uh, it is true North Cabin cookbook season. It is. Sooner or later, we are going to get up to the lake. Can I tell um, you, I love that book. Oh, thanks. I really it's very do. very nice of you. I, it's so accessible. I was with the Care 11. Um, I want to say his name is Chris. I don't know. I should know. I can't remember. But the guy who's on uh, Mornings with Belinda on yeah. Saturday mornings, Care 11 mornings this morning. And he read the entire book. Yeah, I did too. I yeah, read it like a book. I, I he too. was like, well, and then, and he's from Milwaukee. And I was like, oh, my family's like, yeah, Wapaka. I know, because uh-huh. I read about it in your book. And your grandma B's beef sandwiches. Exactly. And- That's exactly it. And I love it. Because I love when books get out of their own way. You know, so there's some books, let's say Otolenghi. Right. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous books. Yes. I collect his books like pieces of art. Yes. I've cooked one thing out of my Otolenghi books because that's it's not it's not a reference. Yours. You just open it. I don't know what to do today. I'm going to open this book up and I know for a fact I will find something to cook. So it's that accessibility. It's just a different genre of cooking. Yeah. And it's a absolutely different... works for people. And it's to me a much preferred way of owning a cookbook that's actually going to help me cook. What a what a thought. Oh, that's nice. Our, our friend Joy, uh, my friend Joy, Joy Altman, actually, yes. uh, is cooking from the book different, like she's cooking the book. Oh, fun. People and do she, that with Julia Child. Yeah. That's quite the honor. I, I'm pretty, yeah. She sent, She did Kurt's ribs last weekend, and I think she would say she's a home cook, too. Like, okay. she doesn't think that she's a great cook, but she likes to try things, and she sends me pictures and of oh, her geez. process and it's, it is so rewarding. And I, I don't even know if the word is like, I'm so full of pride you when I be. see like someone that made something that is exactly what I wanted. I wanted someone to see these family recipes and think they could do it and then actually do it and then love them as much as I do. Yes, that's got to be and, the best feeling. Yeah, because some yeah. of these recipes are like my grandma's, you know, right. with those hot beef sandwiches, Grandma B's hot beef sandwiches. You know, we've been eating those since literally I was born. Right. And in fact, during our middle school years, we'd be like, oh, my God, we're not having grandma's hot beef sandwiches. <laughs> are we again? <laughs> we were rude about it. Right. Of course. And of then course. I was like, oh, she would just die if she knew That's she's so- dead. So she can't die again. But <laughs> if she knew so I was going to like put these in the cookbook, you know right. what I mean? I, I just think it's lovely. And it comes across. Thanks. It definitely it's, comes across. And, and, I, and I, this is, I mean, we're going to just have a little therapy moment here. Absolutely. I don't know if I can do it again. Really? Because I don't know. The only thing I can think of, and they want me to write another book, and I've been thinking about it, and Steph and I have talked about it a lot. And the only thing I can think of that feels sort of authentic to my experience would be like gatherings and holidays. Because we have big gatherings, big holidays, and I entertain a lot around these events. You are an amazing host. And I can think about like stories of funny things that have happened, sad stories that have happened. But I think that I... What I like about this book is the stories as much as the recipes. And I don't know, like, if I have that in me again. But gatherings is a perfect opportunity for that. Stephanie's like, oh, you should just do it. I don't I don't yeah. know how hard it is to write a cookbook. It takes I've, a year. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no. It just takes a year. But, yeah. you know, it, it takes a year because I'm focused on it, you know, X amount of time during the week. I do other stuff too. Right. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. You just, she just asked me, Alex asked me during the break, oh, are all those asparagus recipes in your cookbook? I was like, no, none of them are. Right. (laughs) That's asparagus season. So that tells me cookbook number two is coming up. 
when I started uh, the garden, I only had the garden a couple years before I started writing the book. Okay. And I have asparagus at the garden now, but it takes a couple years to get established. And I did not feel so when I when I like I, like your friend, I read that book like a like a book. Yeah. Just, and I did not feel that. Oh, you have to have a garden. To make yeah, this, no, because I will never have a gardener. Yep. I'm, I'm a terrible gardener. I've tried some things work, some things don't. But I did, absolutely did not feel that way. I did not feel like, oh, if I don't have this land plot of land in Ely, yeah, I no. can't. It, it felt absolutely repeatable. That's and um, there was a in book, any situation. Uh, Trisha Cornell, who's a local hmm. uh, food writer. She wrote a book called um, Farmer's Market Book, I think. Okay. And I'll put a link to it because I linked to it last summer too. It was this first book that I read as a cookbook that I felt like, wow, this is exactly like when I go to the farmer's market and I end up with these four things at this time of the year. This cookbook literally teaches me what to do with those things. Right, right. And it felt very Minnesota-ish. It was like the things that you get, the first things you get are what? Radishes, spring onions. Like, I just really appreciated her approach. And it was very family-oriented. They were family recipes. Mm -hmm. And I, in my mind, her book always was kind of what I wanted with stories. Right. And it's and, you know, you go to the farmer's market and you shop with your eyes. Oh, this is pretty. Yes. I don't know what this is, but it's pretty. And you come home and just like, oh, dear, you know, and then and I don't always come home soup. with too much. Right. Yeah, of course. A hundred percent. And you don't want to just make soup out of all these vegetables. So it's nice to and with yours. And there's a couple books like this, too, that where you can easily transfer. OK, you you have sweet potatoes, but you don't have peppers or what have you. And yes. Switch it around. Yeah, and and soup is. I think that's why I make so much soup because I'm always like using Just up little easy. dribs and drabs mm-hmm. of things. Right. Um. As a mom, like I was gonna ask, what are teenage kids <laughs> eating these ramen. days? Ramen. Okay. So all day just, long ramen. And it's just yes. the cup of noodle ramen. Do you zhuzh it up at all, or? She does not. She gets. We get the packages. Yep. And you know, I lost that battle. It, whatever. At this point, yeah. Right? At I, 16, I was making like crazy my own too. spaghetti too. It is what it is. Yep. Um, but she doesn't judge it up. I do have a recipe, recipe in quotes, of a vlogger that I love who she judges up her ramen. So every once in a while, I will make the Kara ramen. Yep. But. Uh, Millie doesn't love peanut butter, and that one has a lot of peanut butter in it. So no, she she, I don't know what she does with it. Honestly, you know, okay, it's such so, a weird thing when they become so independent that you literally don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. So do you do, do you like? Is it okay? So ramen is a meal. Like, is it a lot of like? Let's stop at Chipotle. Let's stop here. Let's stop there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I, are like? Where does what's her go to? Things I'd rather not say on radio. <laughs> no. I'm not. Judging. Okay, so yesterday I gave in. Yeah, she had the day off. And what'd and you do? She she wanted McDonald's. No problem. No, I love a so good McDonald's. So many problems. So uh, many problems. You can have a McDonald's every once in a while. Who oh, cares? So I, I love did, a McDonald's. I, I did love take a Taco her. Bell. That's how much I love her. Yeah. I took her to Mc. Well, she wanted the hash browns. And we were too late Breakfast for hash browns. Hash browns. Ooh, she was too late. So that's why when she said, hey, can we go to McDonald's? Well, no. What she said was, can I DoorDash McDonald's hash browns? 
<laughs> and I was like, what? No, get in the car. We'll go. That's so we hysterical, were, Right, that's what they do now. I know. She will say, can I Can I DoorDash Starbucks? Yeah, I was going to ask about Starbucks next. Yeah, she Because I feel like the Starbucks. teenagers are all very upside down in their Starbucks experiences. Like, they just love Starbucks. Yeah, she has her thing. It's like a green tea situation. I don't even know. She never, she always wants the largest one. And then I find it three days later in her room. Half. half yeah. Not even half. There, so there so was that's a Facebook gonna... story that I was looking at that came out where it was like a mom and she was like, guess what I'm doing today? Trying to find forks. <laughs> like she was trying to find the kids forks. And that was always a rule at our house. In the like bedroom. You, first of all, if you're going to eat in your room, it's not mm-hmm. my favorite. Know that. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you cannot leave the food on the floor when you're done. Like those dishes have to make it back into the yeah. kitchen. Now, I didn't always win that battle, but I was like, yeah. do you have dishes in your room right now? Because I know I'm missing three plates. Right. And I'll do that too. Occasionally I'll say, okay, um, grab you the dishes. And she will. But on a regular basis, no. I, it's a, oh my gosh. I sound like a, Housewife in the seventies, but it's a complete pigsty in there. Yeah, well, yeah. and then it you're going to pick your battles. Yeah, whatever. I decided not to fight with my kid about her room. You know, like you want to be in there as long as I can find the dishes and the silverware, and there isn't literal food that mice can be making homes. Oh, I'm sure there's literal food. Yeah, I was like, just close your door. Be. I don't care. Right. You sleep in your pigsty. Yeah, and how you, they never make their bed. No, and just ugh. no, and you know what? She's such a great kid. And yeah, you got to pick your battles. Absolutely. Every way. I forget, too, that Ellie works at this radio station now. So people oh, like, no. know who I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> oh, shoot. I know. Well, luckily, my daughter is still very much asleep and not listening to me complain about her. But no, she's a great kid. And I, I try and remind people that, you know, like when you know a lot of kids and you know what other kids are capable of and you think, really, I'm going to be mad about this. Yeah. Forget it. She's in every other way. An amazing person. Are you a like dinner person like do you have a sit down dinner no i'm terrible at that so it's more like grab and go grab and go and yes um yeah i'm absolutely failed miserably at that probably around age 13 (laughs) it's hard people have sports and stuff and you've got a job every night is she on the dance line no she's in a dance studio okay so doing that every single night every night and yeah it's just you know our lives are not what i pictured our lives are not the Leave it to Beaver. Um, did you picture that? Nope, I did not. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> not is that even what a little bit. For? Not even a little tiny bit. I probably was, but because no. I didn't have that. I mean, but I mean, we had kind of a chaotic home life. But our mom did every night make a meal, like, and it had meat and vegetable and starch and milk. Oh God! Every night. Well, I'm sure that my parents. I'm sure we had dinner with my parents most nights, but. No, my life is absolutely not the way my childhood was. And I yeah. don't, and boy, talk about therapy. I, I've got a lot of self-forgiveness to work on in that department because I did not turn out to be the kind of mom I probably wish I was. But, you know, you got to do you. Do you have a good relationship with your kid? I hope so. And I think she's amazing. You can do. And you just yeah. have grace for yourself. Yes. I, a, a friend of mine, this has kind of become a therapy session, but hey, you know, <laughs> it all has to do with food, right? A friend of mine, um, is like so good about recognizing when you're harder on yourself than another person would be on you. And she'll just stop you and she'll be like, I think this is a moment where you just need to like have some grace for yourself because right. you wouldn't, if you were talking to a friend who was talking like this, 
you would be like, right. stop talking about yourself that way. Absolutely. She's like, so Excellent. you're not hearing yourself talk about yourself. You need to be nicer to yourself. Right. And I think the 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 proof is in the kind of person that they become. Yes. Right? Ellie and, and Millie and yeah, really proud my of her. Grace and all my, yep. my little ones that I care about so much have become such incredible human beings. I was like, well, I'm not taking credit for it, but I didn't screw them up as badly as I thought I would. Yeah. And don't you think this is a weird thought, too, but at some point, like people just are who they're going to be. Yeah. And you can provide like a moral structure. You can provide an ethics structure. You can provide a safety structure. But kind of at the end of the day, they are like preformed into who they are going to be. And their friends make a huge difference. Their, their school makes a huge difference. Teachers. I was, I was molded as much by my friend group as I was by my parents. Sure. And my parents were much more hands-off. I was much more of a helicopter mom. But, you know, I think that... A, so a friend many, 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 many years ago, she had a 15-year-old kid after a, f- a couple other kids. And I remember her saying, you know what? I'm done. I'm done parenting. And that has stuck with me because I've been terrified of that. I thought, she's... 15. Yeah. No, you can't. So I think that then I've had a fear that if I let go of the reins even a little bit, then I'm going to be viewed by who I don't know, but I'm going to be viewed as having that giving up on parenting. My parents still parent me. And so I never want to not be her parent. And I think that fear of the opposite has made me hold on too tightly because I don't want to be perceived as having given up. But at the same time, I've given up. Like, what am I supposed to do about her room? Growl well, her? and you can practice detachment because that's really yeah. what that is. At a certain point, you detach yeah. and you let them make some mistakes. You observe the person that they are and you realize you can't really change it. Yeah. And your my endlessly helpful suggestions aren't helpful. Right. My endless suggestions are just annoying. Right. You know, and, and you if just this is what get they, to that place. If this is what their dorm room looks like, or if this is what their apartment looks like, then that's on them. Yeah. I just won't visit. And it probably won't. And it probably won't. I was a pig as a kid. Yeah. An absolute P.I.G. Yeah. Stuff everywhere, food everywhere, just terrible, buried right. in mounds of crap. Right. And now I can't even barely stand to leave the house without my bed made. Right. Well, my kid loves sushi, so I feel like I did something right. <laughs> That's what Stephanie says, too. Sushi and ramen. Sushi and ramen. Exactly. All right. When you come back, uh, we will have the uh, moral of the story, the end of the show. We've got some events for you to uh, consider and some fun stuff uh, when we come back. All right. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. I'm here with Alex Laudner. Hello. Stephanie March will be back with us next week. Yay. And speaking of next week, we are going to be live at um, Rosedale. We are going to do a live broadcast from 9 to 11 at Potluck. And then we're going to go down into the atrium outside Von Mar. And they're having a whole party board event. And you can get tickets at Rosedale's website um, in their link in their bio on Instagram or at their website. You can find ticket information. And you can come and watch the live broadcast at Potluck. That's uh, you. Can, anyone can come. And then they're going to have boards that are put together from all of the participating Potluck restaurants. So, like, imagine a pizza board. Imagine a bakery board. Like, there's the whole idea of boards can really get over the top. And you can do a lot more than just a cheese board or a hummus board. 
Um, but so that's going to be super fun. And then you can come and we're going to be having um, Rose and Loon is going to have some boards made up. Certix is going to come and talk about making the perfect board. And Steph and I will obviously have feedback. She does a good cheese board. Our friend Heather uh, Manley has made some of the most beautiful boards in the world. Oh, my gosh. Well, Will Crooked Spirit be there? Uh, no, water? they no. will not. But okay. just I just and every time I think about like amazing boards, I think about her. Huh. There is um, uh, if anyone is going to spend any time in Ely this summer, there's a coffee shop up, shop up there called Northern Grounds. And they do a lot of tastings and events. And on June 4th and 5th, I believe, are the dates. Heather Manley from Crooked Water Spirits is going to be doing a tasting up there. Oh, wow. I'm going to go. It's a Friday and Saturday night. So I've got some friends that are going to be up at the lake. So we're going to do that. Um, it is the time to, there's so many events that are happening. Uh-huh. You can um, go join us at Dining Out for Life, which is coming up on April 27th. And Oh, wow. That came up fast. Yeah, it did. And there are, Dining Out for Life is an organization that supports people that are in treatment for terminal illnesses, including HIV and AIDS. And they have participating restaurants where all you have to do is go and eat. And a certain percentage of those proceeds will go to Dining Out for Life. For instance, Jay Selby's, if you eat there that night on the 27th, uh, 100% will go to Dining Out for Life. Wow. Um, I volunteered with them a few years ago. Yeah. And then like Wise Acre Eatery and Mason Jar, they are at 50%. Like you can go on the website, Dining Out for Life. We'll put a link up on the show page and see uh, Jones in the Park is going to be doing. And I think it's 35%. The Lowbrow, uh, the Pizza Luce is are participating. There's a ton of restaurants that are participating. And so if you just want to do some good and all you have to do is eat, Dining Out for Life is a perfect event. Uh, let's see. If you are looking for Mother's Day ideas, I'm working on a blog for that right now. If you go to stephaniesdish.com and you look at my cookbook, I will personalize and send a book to your mom or to you um, to give to your mom. But you still have time to do that. We can get them in the mail um, next week. Um, so if you're looking for that, I said to someone, I need to get a state fair shirt that's for Stephanie and I that says we're mom magnets. <laughs> Because inevitably, someone will come up to me at some event and they'll be like, my mom loves my you. Mom loves you. Right. Yes, that's exactly what they say. So share your mom's love by getting her a personalized cookbook. Um, have you, you're a donut person. Have you uh, heard about the Indeed Brewing new donut trap vending machine? No. Okay, they've well, got donut a vending machine. there. I mean, that's a thing. And right. they have a vending machine in there now okay. that's fully donuts. And okay. on 420, they had... Some funny donuts, if you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, today is record store day. It is. So get out and get your records. When I was driving by Care 11 this morning, there was a line around the building for Down in the Valley, which made me so happy. Oh, my gosh. People were in like, their in parkas, the and their, they had chairs. I mean, it was literally, there I'm, were probably 300 people in line. Well, that's good to know, because I'm going to my parents after this, and we're go- we were going to go have lunch over there. At Mort's. Yeah. Do and it. that's, well, I will, but now hopefully there's no, a place to park. It'll be fine. I used to work at Down in the Valley. It was back. Oh, I did not well, that's know where that. I grew up. Yeah, okay. I grew up in Golden Valley. So, yeah. Right next to Mort's is yeah. the place called Love Pizza. Yes. And yes. they have been strictly doing takeout um, during the pandemic time, but they are now opening for dining inside with mm. real tables. They have a special menu available for dining only, and they have a patio, which is going to be nice when it ever is nice. Right. 
not today. So, well, thank you for filling in. It was super fun anytime, to anytime. have you, Alex Laudner, and you can find all this information on the Weekly Dish show page. We look forward to being at Potluck live next week. So come out and join us. Stephanie will be back and we'll have a great time. Have a good Saturday, friends. Ciao, ciao. Bye.